Street Smart Real Estate Investing. Welcome to the new innovative concept of real estate investing. No more expensive courses. No more high-priced mentors taking your money and leaving you without ongoing support. Become a full-time seasoned real estate investor by participating with our already successful team members. Now is the time to stop talking about real estate investing and start doing. Take action. Just ask and we will help you. We promise one thing, no BS. For more info, www.streetsmartrei.com. Hello, everybody. Hello, Mr. Darwin. How have you been doing today? I'm doing great. I'm grateful to be here to serve and make a difference. Thanks for allowing me to be here. Always, always. I've been so excited every time when I hear you doing some shows, presentations, and I always listen to you on, you know, your show. Uh, so, Mr. Darren, can you tell me more about your show? What is it exactly? Sure. So I have the uh, Darren Jacqueline show now that spans all across the planet in different cities and countries and time zones. And really, it's about me paying things forward and passing it on. For some of your listeners who've never done any research on me, if you go to DarrenJackman.com or just Google me, you can see my backstory. But I've, I've, I've had a very interesting, diverse background from personally and professionally. And the Darren Jackman Show is where I sometimes bring on guest experts who mm -hmm. I've known for a number of uh, years, or I do the training development myself. But really, it's allowing me to give back through online, through social media, and through the Internet to reach millions of people and serve them and make them a difference on how I've overcome adversities, failures, challenges, setbacks in my own life. And then what do I do as part of my daily method of operation uh, and how, I, how do I ride the roller coaster of an entrepreneur in my life? And so I share with the audience different tools, different tips, techniques, and systems and strategies. And it's all free on the Darren Jacklin Show to make a difference. And it's my way of just paying it forward and passing mm -hmm. it on. You know, exposing to many mistakes which people have done it prior to, you know, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm just getting speechless, you know, talking about and hearing your previous presentations with us that what kind of experience, you know, you, you encountered, right, and sharing your stories. Can you just elaborate, you know, with some, some time, what exactly is your life story? Why you are doing that during Jacqueline show and why you are so successful in that, what you've been doing? Sure. Well, you know, it's interesting. Our voids in life fill our values. And so if you grew up in a family where you don't have love, you grow up seeking love. If you grew up with no money, you grow up looking for, you know, to earn money. And mm -hmm. so to me, you know, I, I love people. You know, a book that really changed and influenced my life that is a must-read book is a book called The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. And it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, whether you've got family, you've got children, grandchildren, you're in a marriage, you're in a relationship, you're dating, or you work as a boss or an employee. This book, The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, works in your personal and your professional life. It's a must-read book. And when I understood by going through the free quiz online, if you go to, uh, you know, just go to Google and type in The Five Love Languages quiz, it'll take you about 15 minutes of your time to do a free quiz, or you can go buy the book and learn all about the different five love languages. But I learned that my number one love language is acts of service, acts of service. And my number two love language is, is, is words of affirmation, words of affirmation. Number three is quality time. And so I, I, I'm a go-giver. I love to make a difference in people's lives. And, and so I've been through a lot of uh, peaks and valleys in my own personal, professional life throughout my journey of life. 
And I just want to, you know, I love people and I want to serve people. I want to make a difference in people's lives. And I've had a chance to travel all over this world many times and been Mm -hmm. in many different cities and countries and continents. And I just, I'm all about service to humanity and making a difference now. Definitely. Right. I have heard that you had some challenges at the beginning of your, of your, you know, life journey, right? I believe it that life is a, just a journey, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to take it? That are you going to enjoy it? And can you elaborate more? Can you tell us your life story? Because I want to hear it again and again and again. <laughs> For sure. Well, you know, I grew up in a uh, small Canadian city of less than 20,000 people in population in a place called Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Canada. It was a farming community. And I was uh, in public school in grade one. I failed grade one of public school. And I was diagnosed and labeled by the school system that I had a learning disability and a reading disability. And so I was put what? into yeah, I was put into modified special education classes from grade one all the way through to grade 12 of public education. And so when I was set back in grade one, it really affected me. And uh, so all through school, you know, I was one of the slow kids. I was one of the CMD average school student you know, kids in school. And so by the time I got to age seven, what I did is I realized that I could go out in my neighborhood and I could serve my neighborhood. So I went and got a um, delivery job, delivering newspapers six days a week for the Regina Leader Post newspaper around my neighborhood. In the wintertime, I would shovel sidewalks. And in the summer and spring and summer and fall, I would cut the grass and rake leaves and paint fences and remove junk. And so I created my first little business when I was seven years old called Rent a Kid. And by nine years of age, I hired my best friends in my neighborhood. And we'd go out and cut grass and shovel sidewalks, the newspapers, and do odd jobs. And we'd earn money and mm-hmm. solve problems in the community. And that was a way to build my self-confidence and build my character as a young kid. And as I went through school, by the time I got into junior high school, grades uh, eight, nine, and eight, eight and nine at the time, I realized that the A students, these guys and girls that were academic-based and very good in school, best in class, I wasn't one of those kids. So I thought if I'm out working, you know, earning money, doing things, then I could hire those kids to do my homework after school and do my school projects. And so I would meet them after school and have a conversation with them and roll them in the possibilities of what I was up to. And Mm -hmm. then a lady who lived in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, I'm still in contact with her today through social media. She was a Mary Kay Cosmetics saleswoman, and she sold Mary Kay Cosmetics. And so I would go and see her and buy Mary Kay Cosmetics from her and then go to the girls at school and then give them as gifts to the girls at school. And that way they would do my homework after school and I could work more efficiently and effectively and leverage uh, my homework. Now, in school, they call that cheating, Yarik. In the <laughs> business world, we call that delegation, we call it collaboration, we call it teamwork, we call it working on the business rather than in the business. So I was working on the school rather than in the school. And I was having the A students do my homework. And I was just hiring people who were smarter than me in that skill set and that mindset. And so by the time I got into grade 11 of public school, I was taken out of class one day by a guidance counselor and a school teacher. I remember it was like yesterday. And they said, based on your academics, Mark, Theron, you're probably not going to go far, probably not do much in your life. And you probably won't graduate from grade 12 and go on. And that really affected my self-worth, my self-confidence, because they were role models to me. They were centers of influence to me. And so I just barely passed grade 12, just skimmed by with the help of my friends back in 1991 is when I graduated from high school. And I left Swift Current, Saskatchewan shortly after I graduated and moved from Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Canada to a place called Vernon, British Columbia, Canada, in the Okanagan Valley of British Columbia, Canada. Mm 
And from there, from the fall of 1991 up until 2006, I lived there. And because I had very low self-confidence, very slow self-worth, I did multiple suicide tips to end my life. Um, I had no direction. I had no focus. I had no purpose. I was just living day to day. And I actually made a bunch of money and invested a bunch of money in my early 20s. And I met two guys one time at a uh, birthday party in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. And I met these two young guys. They were enthusiastic. They had this startup business opportunity and they were looking for investors. Well, I didn't know anything about research or due diligence you know, back in the early 1990s. So what did I do? I took some money I had in the bank account and my money in my investments and savings. I had great credit rating. And so I give them all the money I had saved. Plus, I, they leveraged me to use my lines of credit uh, to get uh, different bank loans. And I was the bank guarantee. And um, we signed a GSA called the General Security Agreement. And so what happened was I went ahead and did this. Well, 120 biz days later, the bank called the demand loan. And because of the GSA, the General Security Agreement, they could go after anything that I had as assets because they collateralized the assets because they the banks don't like risk. And so they came after me with collection fees and creditors and bailiffs, and they repossessed everything I had. We possessed my automobile, took everything I had. And so my rent checks bounced. Um, I got evicted. My utilities got cut off. And I was on the streets homeless for the next few months living on welfare, living in an apple orchard uh, at nighttime. That's where I'd sleep underneath an apple tree in an apple orchard in Vernon, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, <laughs> you know, I look back now, that was 20 plus years ago of my life. And I'm, and I'm blessed with deep gratitude. Back then, I wasn't grateful. Absolutely. I was not counting my blessings back then. And I was not grateful. But I look at back then, back in the 1990s, that taught me mental toughness, taught me mm -hmm. mindset and perseverance. And these are skill sets that if people want to go into business or become an entrepreneur today, they've got to learn how to deal with the peaks and valleys in their life. Because we're either coming from a problem, we're in a problem, or we're heading towards a problem. And that's how life is. If you just take a look at your life and just look into your life, right, like a fly on the wall, you're either coming from a problem, you're in a problem, you're heading towards a problem. And life has peaks and valleys. It feels like a roller coaster at times. And I always say to people, you're always, you know, you're always getting hugged by some people and you're getting slugged by others. You're getting kissed by some people and you're getting kicked by others. You're getting supported by some people and you're getting challenged by others. So it's always support, challenge, kiss, kicked, right? And, and that's the whole way life is. And so, you know, you may have a great idea right now as an, you know, as a concept of a, an invention or you want to create an online business or you want to supplement your income. And you go tell some of your close friends and family, and they're going to think you're crazy. And yet you go talk to a stranger on the street of somebody you've never met or spent much quality time with. And he or she will tell you, wow, what a great idea. Go for it. Right. What a great opportunity. And so my life has been about, you know, peaks and valleys, ups and downs. And I've achieved a lot of success in my life now. And, and I'm at a stage in my life. I'm in my mid-40s now where I want to pay it forward and pass it on. And, and I want to see other people who are going through that journey of the peaks and valleys as we level up and skill up. But I want to be an influence in their lives and say, hey, you can do it. And you know what? Just to avoid some risk and liability and some exposure to that, I've got mm -hmm. some systems and strategies that I can you know, share with you that if you implement these on a consistent basis over a period of time, you can get the results that you want and live life on your terms. So that's really what I'm about. I'm really about being a difference maker. And uh, mm -hmm. I've had a chance uh, you know, to train over 1 million people now in 46 different countries on four different continents. I've trained over 157 Fortune 500 companies. Today, I sit on paid boards Whoa. of directors of, you know, and advisory boards of public and private companies throughout the North American continent. Uh, you know, I'm building an ultra luxury private island right now for two over two billion dollars in the Bahamas mm -hmm. right now. That I'm finished raising capital. So, 
you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an experienced person, a results driven person. So I'm not, I'm not an academic. I'm not somebody who, who moves my lips. I move my feet. I'm in action. And so, you know, I consult with a lot of people today. I, people hire me. They train me to work with them on strategy and execution. And mm-hmm. from my background of being on boards of directors and advisory boards to train over a million people to, you know, raising a lot of money in capital and traveling the world, I'm grateful to make a difference in people's lives. So that's a little bit in a nutshell about my background. Wow. <laughs> I am so excited to just only listen to you because whatever you are telling makes me like heart pumping up and you know I can do it too, right? Absolutely. Who gives them a lot of people that you know whatever they were talking and that you are a failure, you they were wrong, right? And you can call those guys and listen. Now let's compare it, right? But that's not the pur- that's not the purpose of, of today's conversation. So, it, as you know, that we are in real estate investing, right? Mm-hmm. So, I have been seeing a lot of people which they having a lot of challenges with overcome those very very basic obstacles in their life, right? They finding the way that uh, they are not task oriented. They don't have a focus. They think that. You know, any business doesn't matter if it's real estate or any other business is so so challenging. They cannot create any any logistics, any systems. Would you mind just giving a couple of opportunities, suggestions for everybody who are seriously thinking sure. about becoming a person? You know, active real estate investor, active business owner. What kind of uh, what they should do it simply saying but not couch potato not netflix no no facebook whatever there is right use it as a tool but don't waste your time right please elaborate because sure. I'll, i'm going yeah. to make a note right sure well you know yarek if i could speak to my younger self right now and go back 20 please. 25 yeah. years in my life as i reflect on my life and i, and I appreciate the question you ask what i would do if i was to reset the clock of my life and i was to share with some people watching what I would do, first thing I would look at, let's say, for example, you're, we're talking about real estate for a moment, and I'll divert from there. If somebody watching right now is a licensed real estate agent, they're a mortgage broker, they're in the financial services industry, or anything that complements the real estate industry, no matter what you do, because you have a lot of people who follow your show that are in the real estate industry. The key thing is, if you're a licensed real estate agent or a mortgage broker or a financial advisor, financial planner, if you look at as a licensed real estate agent, for example, there's about 200 different tasks that you could document that it takes to become a professional licensed real estate agent. But if you were to document this and walk through a step-by-step experiential process, you would realize that out of those 200 tasks that you would write down and document and look at, only about a half a dozen of those tasks actually are revenue generating opportunities or income producing activities. What I mean by that specifically is basically if you do those six activities, they're going to generate positive cash flow for you. You're going to make money with them. The rest are all back office, administration, compliance, things like that. So one of the things to look at, speaking to my younger self, would be looking at if you want to level up and skill up. If you're a solo entrepreneur, you're a small base business owner, somebody you may be an employee right now or you're in university or college and you want to get into entrepreneurship, you want to get into business, you want to get into real estate or real estate investing, the thing you got to look at is what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And always play to your strengths and always delegate your weaknesses. Now, I was not, I was not a good delegator in my no. 20s and early 30s. I, I was a control freak. I was egotistical. I was arrogant at times. I wanted to do everything by myself. And I wanted to micromanage that and control that. And so when I started hiring coaches and 
getting advisory board members and different mentors and going to different workshops and courses, when I realized that I was the clog in the wheel and I was getting in the way of myself and I couldn't expand myself, I couldn't level, I couldn't grow my, my income or my personal financial net worth because I was in the way of myself. I was that mm-hmm. clog in the wheel. So what I realized now is that you want to go from delegating responsibility. So you delegate responsibility, but you maintain control. So you go from doing the activities to now directing the activities. And I want to encourage you as an awareness or as an observation, those you're watching or listening to this right now, one thing you want to take inventory on your life is the activities or the tasks that you're doing right now. Could you actually hire someone for minimum wage dollars to actually do that task? So mm-hmm. if you look at grocery shopping, you look at cutting your lawn, you look at doing your dry cleaning, different errands, uh, you look at uh, administration work, executive assistant work, scheduling your calendar, booking appointments, that can all be delegated. You can outsource all those activities. And so if somebody wants to expand and grow themselves, start taking an inventory and writing lists and documenting what are things that give you energy? What gives you energy? What gives you joy? What gives you enthusiasm? So when you wake up in the morning, you love to do those tasks. And what are tasks right now that you're procrastinating on? Because here's something to understand. Procrastination is an activity. So it's an activity and you're procrastinating on it. So you're doing something else in place of doing that because it's a lower valued priority in your life. You see, we will always do high priority activities in our life because that's what resonates with us. Things that don't value in our value system, we put off, we procrastinate, we delay. And those tasks... Those tasks you need to delegate to a virtual assistant. Um, and there's many different websites that, you know, I can recommend websites, but there's lots online you can do some research on. You can ask some friends or family members. And the key thing is you want to look at is you want to delegate these tasks. Okay. I'll give you an example. Uh, cooking. I don't like to cook. I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a cook. In fact, when I date in relationships, I always say to the woman, I said, listen, if you're looking for a guy to cook, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not, I'm not that guy. If you want a guy to take you to a nice restaurant, spend some great time with you and be in abundance and prosperity, I'm that guy. I don't date, you know, I don't cook, I make reservations. And so one of the things that I've done is I've actually, over the years, I've actually hired personal chefs for $20 an hour Canadian. Now, they're qualified chefs, they're great people. Now people say, what do you mean? So here's what I want, I want you to look at. For those of your viewers right now are listening or watching, if they have a Costco membership, and I know a lot of people across North America and the continent, they have a Costco membership, this wholesaler stuff, right? So if you just look at all the impulse buying that you do, if you just if you just went to a bookkeeper or you created a spreadsheet and for 90 to 120 days, you just kept all your sales receipts of all the money you spent at Costco's as an example, and you put all the numbers into the spreadsheet, you would realize how much money you impulse buyers spend at Costco because people buy an emotion, they justify it with logic. And if you were to delegate that task and have somebody else Go to Costco and do that shopping for you, and you were to pay her or him as a personal chef or as a personal shopper for you because they're, they have a list. They're being paid to go there to shop on a list for tasks. They're not emotionally attached. They're there to get a job done and do an assignment. You will find that the average North American, the average North American will save on average of $300 to $500 per month. What? Buying. You run it. Do it for 9,200 days. Do it as an exercise. Just take it on for 1920 days. If you're a regular shopper at Costco and okay. you will release, you'll, you will save three to $500 per month. Okay. Now check this out. If we have somebody else shopping for minimum wage dollars that's doing that, or we hire a chef for $20 an hour as an example. Yep. Okay. 
that that $300 a month right now, we can redirect that money. We can redeploy that capital from impulse buying to now paying for labor for your personal shopper or your personal chef. You will save on average, get this, run the numbers. You'll save on average in 168 hours in a calendar week. So in seven days, you will save a minimum of 20 hours per week, which is minimum of 80 hours per calendar month. Just by delegating this task, you will get your life back. And it won't cost you any more money because you're redirecting the money from impulse buying to now having somebody else do that task for you because you're not emotionally attached to it to now you're saving money. And over 90 to 100 days, you can get a bookkeeper, you can get an account, and you can do it yourself if you're good at spreadsheets and numbers and measuring Mm -hmm. and tracking this. And if you're if you're a big picture person or not a detailed person, then hire someone, get a relative, get a friend, get a neighbor to do this and track it for 920 days and play a game. And, and I've taught many people over the years doing this as I travel and, and train, develop people. And people are like, wow, I, I've got my life back. I can now spend time with my kids or my grandkids or do volunteer work or do some hobbies or do some things I've always wanted to do to really enjoy a rich, full and delicious quality of life. And so here's <laughs> something to consider. Successful people spend money to save time. Successful people, this is something you want to write down. Successful people spend money to save time. Unsuccessful people waste time to save money. Unsuccessful people waste time to save money. Our most valuable asset in our lives is our time. We cannot manufacture more time. In fact, I get asked all the time, people ask me, can I take a time management workshop or something? I said, don't do that. You see, it's not about time management. It's about activity management. It's about high productivities or lower priority activities. What, you know, what, what do you want to dedicate your life to? Life is short, right? Life is very, you very bet. short. So you got to ask yourself when you're taking on a project at work or around your home or you're doing some renovations or you're doing something for a client or a customer or a joint venture partner, you're doing something in your life, personally or professionally, you're going to take on and say, do I want to dedicate some energy and time doing this? And is this the best and highest use of my time? Me doing this interview with you right now, Yurik, is something that's high on my value list. It's access service. I love this. I love to, to pay it forward. I love to make a difference in people's lives. So that's why I love doing these interviews, right, with you, because I know I can make a positive difference and help people get results in their lives. And somebody down the road in three months or six months or a year, will I'll get something through social media or a phone call or see me at an airport or when I'm traveling, because I'm traveling, somebody will come up to me and say, hey, look, you know, what you trained to develop me on in that webinar, that interview, that, that made you a huge difference in my life. And I'm all about how do we leverage time today and how do we multiply time so we can go out and do whatever we want to do on our terms? You know, and, and, and I ask people all the time, I said, are you living life on your own terms? And a lot of people say, well, I don't understand. I'm a little confused. I'm trying to make sense. W- what do you mean live life on my own terms? I've never heard that uh, expression before. And I said, here's what living life on your own terms means. It means that when you go to bed, when you're tired and you wake up when you're done sleeping. So, you know, if you think about it, if you did a survey of most people in your network, family, friends, relatives, neighbors, how many people can actually say they live their life on their own terms or they go to bed when they're tired and they wake up when they're done sleeping? Now, for some people, that's a new concept. But now I've planted a seed in your mind thinking, wow, I'd love to start living life on my own terms and doing what I value, what's most appreciative to me in terms of my value system. And everybody has a different unique set of values and different priorities in life. The key thing is to get trained and developed and coached and mentored on what's most important to you because your life will always demonstrate your value system. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm at a networking event out in the public and I see a woman and I, 
She's a stranger to me. And I go up, I introduce myself, I said, hi, my name is Darren Jacqueline. What's your name? And she says, my name is Tracy. I said, Tracy, good to meet you. And I'll say, uh, you know, what do you do? And she goes, I'm a mother of three children. So <laughs> she's demonstrating in her life that she's a mother. She's a proud mother and that she likes to spend family time. So when she gets her paycheck, if she's an employee and she gets her paycheck and she, that day of pain, she's going to go buy groceries. She may go to a shopping mall or go online. She's going to dedicate her life to her value system, what's most important to her, which is children's clothing, children's entertainment, children's books, children's meals, children's food. So we're all walking around the planet, living out our value system, demonstrating our lives by that. Even our workspaces, our home space, our, our living spaces. If you have a cubicle at your office, uh, it demonstrates your life. Sometimes you'll walk by cubicles in people's office where they have pictures of their family and children. Some people have adventure and sports. Some people have travel, right? Some people just have degrees and diplomas, right? So we all demonstrate our lives. And that's one thing in terms of being aware of other human beings. If you're in sales or marketing or business, or you're going for a job interview, or you're dating, to pay attention to these little signals, these little signs that give you clues into other people's lives and what they are. Because at the end of the day, we're in the people business. Whoa. So I have made quite a lot of notes about that, and I can agree with you about that procrastination, right? You know, some of the examples, which me personally are struggling as doing the, the regular not project management, not overseeing, you know, some imaginary, what I want to do it, it, being exhausted and then doing taxes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Dedicate yeah. somebody else, right? Make somebody else do that, right? Well, yeah. I just talked to somebody just just this, just a few days ago, just three days ago, and I said to the gentleman, I get in front of my, I called him and said, how are things going? He goes, man, I am so stressed right now. I said, why? He goes, you got me at a really bad time, Darren. He said, so you got me a really bad time, and I'm grateful for your call because you're going to cheer me up. I said, why? He goes, I'm doing my personal income tax right now. I'm just stressed. I hate doing this. And I said, why are you doing it? He goes, well, man, I want to save money. And I said, so you're really saving money? He goes, well, yeah, I don't want to go to a H&R block or the county. Firm. I said, listen, if you're doing your personal income tax and it's not that complicated, you could do it for a very, he says, well, Darren, I don't really have the extra money right now. I'm just trying to get my business off. And I said, listen, the fastest way to earn cash. And I get asked this question all the time when I'm doing events and I'm traveling. People say, hey, Darren, I, I'm in a bind right now. An extra couple hundred dollars for a dental bill or I got to get some car repairs or I got to do something for my children or I got to need a little cash injection to buy some inventory for my business. How do I go out there and generate some quick cash in the next 24, 48 to 72 hours? Here's the key thing. The fastest path to cash is look around your immediate environment. So look around your home, look around your garage, look around your attic, look around your storage locker, your storage shed. And look at, so ladies, let's talk with the ladies for a moment. Ladies, <laughs> let's take some inventory. So what I want you to do is look at all the purses, all the handbags, all the boots, all the shoes, all the things that you've got in your closet, right? Your storage hampers, your, things like that underneath your bed. Take all that stuff out. Let's take inventory. Take all your boots, your shoes, your purses, your handbags. Lay them all on the floor. Lay them on the bed. And what I want you to do is, is I want you to play a game. And here's the game. In the last 12 months... How often have you used this purse, this handbag, these shoots, these boots? And for some things, you may have not have touched it for a year. Same with some of your clothes in your closet or your attic, or your storage locker, right? So if you've not used it for the last 12 months, then I want you to repurpose it, repurpose it, and I want you to sell it. Go online to Craigslist, Kijiji, Facebook, go put a sign on your front lawn, have a yard sale, have a clothing swap, have a garage sale, Get a bunch of girlfriends in the community. If you live in a cul-de-sac or an apartment building or a complex, get together, get into action, and sell it. 
Okay, I had a lady just recently. I was actually at a real estate conference. And I phoned this lady up and I said to her, I said, how come you're not here at this real estate conference? She goes, Darren, I'm, I've got four deals pending right now, a couple that are in escrow. And I just, I'm tight on cash. I'm a real estate agent. And I don't, you know, I'm living on my credit cards right now until my next deal closes. And I just, I just need to be, you know, be, be mindful of my money. I said, listen, you, you, you love to look good. You love vanity and stuff. I need you to go sell some purses, sell some shoes. You need to get enough money for your hotel, your meals, and your plane ticket. Get here because just the networking of the people in this room that are decision makers and check writers is going to level you up and it's going to generate cash flow for you. Because the key thing is, how close are you in proximity to new money? And that's one thing I always train develop entrepreneurs are is that when you're out there this week, how much did you generate in terms of time of going out, being around new money sources? Listen, money is everywhere. Okay. It's always looking for a home to go to. Okay. Focus on the deal and the money will come to you. Okay. You got a good quality deal. You operate from integrity and you're in real estate. Listen, I, I'm, I'm working. I'm just closing off on over a $2 billion deal right now, a real estate deal, a real estate acquisition and deal. And I can tell you right now, it's amazing how many different people we've interviewed to write the checks, the different private groups, whether it's private equity to family office, to multifamily office, to pension groups, to high net worth, to ultra high net worth, different individuals and families. So it's a, it's a mindset that's different. Okay. We don't have thinking, we don't have money problems in life. We have thinking problems in life. So the fastest way to path to cash is sell some of your stuff online or offline, get the money, and then you can move forward. Because every, every person who's starting up a business, if you're a sole entrepreneur, you're just a little bit short of the next level to get to the next level of income, right? Everybody. I've dealt with many multimillionaires and billionaires and they're working on their next project, their next deal, whether it's apartment buildings, it's hotels, it's, it's subdivisions, it's, it's land development. And they're just a little bit short on, on, on money. And, and the key thing is, is OPM, other people's money. We have heard that for many years, but you actually do it. And that's the difference is actually taking action and building a network of influential people who can write you a check and who are decision makers. Oh, so honestly, I, I will be very straightforward and honest because honesty is one of the most important valuable assets of every human being. I will tell you, I am control freak. Mm -hmm. I want to control everything. And I'm still, <laughs> you know me, right? You, For sure. And I yeah. still want to, to have every, everything, you know, under my control and everything. And that's my personal challenge. I agree with you, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I have never taken any courses. I have never taken any, you know, self-improvement kind of logistics and everything because, like, I, my life is very, very simple. Immigrant had to work us off on a regular basis and, you know, from physical to, to creative work. And I have been in different places, you know, similar like yourself, right? Sleeping under the bridge and making quite a lot of money, right? Simple mm -hmm. as that. So my idea was, and correct me if I'm wrong, I did a decade approximately, this is my value of monetary value of my time. Let's say, you know, few hundred dollars, few thousand dollars is not the, about the value, right? If I will not make that money within that hour, I have to delegate and make somebody else do it for lower, right? In order sure. to efficiently focus on the whatever makes the, the revenue, right? As you mentioned, right? And I, I love the... The, the cook kind of section part. Reason being is very simple. You are have Mr. very good quality food, and then you don't have to eat your wife's food. <laughs> 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 don't say that. So, uh, Darren, uh, 
how you relax? Are you ever, you know, having a day off? So, or because I see that you are so powerful of energy. Where that, you know, when you releasing that energy? Sure, great question. So I schedule. I I I control my calendar, and that's very mm -hmm. very important to me. Is I control my calendar with myself and my personal assistant. And what I do is I actually meditate every morning. I'm an early okay. riser. I love getting up really early in the morning. And I, the first two hours of every day, I need to own that time. So I need to own the first two hours of my day and the mm -hmm. last two hours of my evening. Throughout the day can be organized chaos, right, with things going on. But I own the first two hours of my day and then own the last two hours of my day. When I wake up in the morning, one of the, I, have a, I have a daily method of operation. I have certain habits I do every morning that are non-negotiable. And I do certain habits every evening of my life that are non-negotiable. And I schedule those. They're consistent with me. I've, I've refined them and redone them over the years to change mm -hmm. a little bit. But one of the activities I do every morning to generate energy is I actually have a freezing cold shower. No matter where I am in the world, traveling, no matter if it's what season I'm in, sometimes, you know, I'm traveling across Canada, the United States, and it's wintertime, and it's very cold outside. But I will still, as a discipline, as a commitment to myself, I'll have a freezing cold shower. Same thing throughout the day. If I'm going to an important meeting or jump on an important telephone call, if I'm at my home, like I'm traveling right now, uh, if, if I'm at a hotel or I'm staying with some friends or family, I will always have a cold shower because a cold shower. And then at nighttime, I actually have a warm or hot shower before I go to bed in the last two hours. Okay. And the purpose of that is to actually start to wind down my body for rest, right, to go into dream building time. And I don't call it sleep. I call it dream building. And I also journal every day. Uh, I spend a lot of time. Uh, I go to the gym four or five days a week. I'm, I'm new to a gym just in the last two years. I've never been to a gym before, but just recently in the last two years, I, I walk a lot. I exercise a lot. I spend a lot of time in nature. Um, you know, when I'm at home in Vancouver, Canada, I actually live uh, in my background, in my backyard area is the wilderness. I, I designed that on purpose, I live in a beautiful neighborhood. And so when I'm on different conference calls or I'm doing board of directors calls or advising board calls or consulting or coaching calls, I will actually, uh, I have a good a cell phone connection out there. So I'll actually go walk around in nature. And so I'm doing these train development calls or on, on these board of directors calls. I'm actually grounding myself in nature. Uh, I have good friends of mine that will actually go uh, in different cities throughout the world. We'll actually uh, we'll plan in advance. We'll schedule. We'll actually go hiking different places. We'll do different exercising. I love swimming, so if I'm going to resorts in different countries, I'll always go where there's a swimming pool or a beach, you know, an ocean, so I can go there. And then if I travel, if I'm if I'm going to a private island or I'm on a cruise ship, there's always a fitness center. So if I'm doing a cruise and I'm training, developing on a cruise, or I'm doing consulting on a cruise, there's always a fitness center there. So I, I create my environment, and I also mm -hmm. control my environment around me. Um, and it's very important that I do self-care on a regular basis with myself. Same thing with massages, chiropractic work. You know, eating healthy food, I drink a lot of water, um, and I get a lot of sunlight, and, and, I, and I sleep about five to six hours a day on average. But I'm very aware and conscientious of how I'm living my life because running around this meat suit around the planet can sometimes take wear and tear on the body, but I'm really aware of that. And so you schedule it into your life, and you set up some non-negotiable habits, and you put it into your calendar, and you bring it into existence. And that's the key thing is you, you've got to schedule it in your calendar and then own that time in your calendar and block off because you, you've got to, you got to prevent yourself from people time robbing you of distractions and interruptions. Okay. So comparing to my life, Saturday, Sundays, except today, <laughs> uh, that those days are family days. Mm -hmm. No, no phone calls, no, no, no 
business, Aslong is not emergency, Aslong is not 911 text message, right? Mm -hmm. uh, on the mountains or doing crazy stuff, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I see it on Facebook all the time that you're doing stuff. Absolutely. Okay. So one of the things which uh, I have been finding, and I do really need your suggestion and feedback uh, before we will, you know, finish our conversation is, I believe that there is so many people which they they do struggle to overcome those those limitations, right? That's uh, I do not know the numbers, but I believe that 95, 97 percent people which they take in any courses, they take in any any actions, you know, because they think that money is growing on the trees, which <laughs> I have taught before jumping in from the boat <laughs> from Poland. Right? <laughs> I was thinking the money is on, on growing on the trees, and I look at my tree, there is still no money there. <laughs> After almost 30 years of, of, you know, living in Canada, beautiful country, by the way, mm -hmm. right? You, everybody who are in Canada, they are blessed with, with such nice, nice people and such nice country you know we are blessed to do it however i have noticed that people are uh getting excited for a short period of the time even after watching your presentation with you and on a constant basis they will be getting excited for a short period of the time and then they will go to the same same old you know habits the same old uh, behavior which will never ever make them successful in that whatever they want to achieve right mm -hmm. so Please uh, help me to convince those guys to step up, right? Because you are a very straightforward guy. Myself, you know, I don't bullshit at all, right? Straightforward, take yes. it or leave it. And that's the way I believe it is beneficial because you want to help people. But if people, they don't want to be helped, how are you going to help them, right? Would you mind just sharing with your, you know, wise, you know, guru experience, what would you suggest them to do it to overcome those obstacles, daily, sure. daily tasks, things which they have been doing on a regular basis, they are ineffective, they're, you know, revenue tasks, uh, looking at the converting your, your, you know, enthusiasm and, you know, that's, that's very important and I, I, I will implement by myself, right? Tell them straightforward how they can overcome that, how they can be, become whoever they want to be, not necessarily in real estate, but I am getting, you know, like oh, stressed because there's so, so little numbers of people which are taking an action. Mm -hmm, for Give sure. them shit. <laughs> for sure. You know, the, the biggest thing is, is, is accountability. At the end of the day, it's okay. accountability, being accountable to ourselves. And if we can have somebody who's not in a relationship to us, who's not emotionally attached to us, or in an intimate relationship with us to be accountable. All right. As, as a buddy system, as a coach, as a mentor, um, okay. you know, if I talk to my younger self, what I would look at is, you know, the days that I was struggling and tremendous amount of adversities and failures and self-worth challenges and a lot of negative self-talk is, is, is I didn't ever talk to other people. I, I kept my cards close to my chest and now okay. I put all my cards on the table. And the key thing is, is that, when people go, I'll give you an example. I was just in Las Vegas just recently here in the last few weeks at a very large real estate conference for North America. And I went there and I, and I was on the board of directors of this company and I serve as a publicly traded company. It's one of the fastest growing real estate companies in North America. And I'm grateful to be on the board for the last five years. And mm -hmm. it's interesting because, you know, we had well over a thousand people there. This conference, good size for a real estate conference of the company. But it was interesting because all these different men and women that are there, 
they, they know who the top achievers are across North America that are in this company. But yet they're all, see, they're all accessible. The more accessible somebody is, the more accessible somebody is. And so I was collaborating with people and networking, hanging out with people and answering questions of people from a board perspective. I was asking a lot of the new agents and men and women that have been in the real estate industry for a while, have you talked to so-and-so? Have you met so-and-so? Have you talked to him? Have you talked to her? They're like, no. And I said, why don't you go and talk to her? They're one of the top income earners in this company. They're one of the top real estate professionals in North America. They're one of the top real estate professionals in the state of California. Right. And people were scared. They put them on a pedestal, put themselves in a pit. So I want to encourage you that if you're going to workshops or seminars or training programs or you're following people online through social media and you're following diversity of people, start to find people who are best in class and have best practices. OK, I'm going to give you an example. Successful people, people that are financially wealthy, high net worth, ultra high net worth people. Guess what? We don't work for money. You see. Stop chasing the money and start serving other people. Here's the difference. One of the things you're in a vicious cycle, you're always broke or not doing well, is the thing is, here's something to consider is, are you a go-giver or are you a go-getter? You see, provide value up front. It's non-linear thinking. So when I meet people, I just come from a place of service and generosity and contribution and love. And then opportunities get created. Doors get open. People, things start to happen. So one of the things to look at in terms of how you sustain energy is being a go-giver rather than a go-getter, right? I generate more and more energy by being in service to more people. I just was on an airplane just a few hours ago and before doing this, this interview with you, and I was talking to people on the airplane and you know, courteous and polite and friendly, meeting different people from all walks of humanity. And that's the key thing is, you see, everything that we want, everything we need, everything we desire comes from strangers, okay? It comes from other human beings, and so the thing is, if you want more money, if you want a better job, you want a different career, you want to be in a relationship, you want to you know, travel the world and do, do different things, you want to build your real estate business or speaking business or whatever you're doing, whatever industry you're in or business you're in, it comes from other human beings. So whether you want to generate more energy, you want to become more successful, more prosperous, more abundant, understand that wealthy people do not work for money. What they do is they acquire assets. They go to work for assets. OK, I go to work for assets. I create different businesses and streams all the time of revenue. And I don't I don't create I don't work for money. I work for assets. And so the difference is, is people have to take inventory. If, if you're struggling all the time, you're paycheck to paycheck, which 78 percent of the North American population live in. A lot of entrepreneurs are struggling in a vicious cycle all the time. They can never get ahead. They're just making ends meet. Mm-hmm. How you break out of that is stop start to realize do you acquire assets? Assets put money into your pocket. Liabilities take money out of your pocket. Okay. So the thing is, are you investing in stuff? Could be inventory, could be merchandise. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways. I can, I can spend hours training, developing your listeners on this in terms of how you, you know, transform options into cash flow and really how you acquire assets. It's really more of a deep dive of a conversation to get really specific and measurable and actionable into detail. But the key thing is, is to plant a seed and be aware of, okay, successful people, wealthy people do not work for money. They work to acquire assets. Okay. And that is maybe you're, maybe you're a consultant right now and you're working for a company, or maybe you're a real estate investor and you're getting a nice commission, but you're not getting a piece of equity. Okay. So it's how you structure things in your life. Now, the thing is, is that there's multiple different ways that you can generate different revenue and different streams of income. And for most people, if you talk to most people in the United States of America and Canada and other countries, most people have one and maybe two sources of income. 
So a spouse and a partner living in the same household or somebody's got a job or a couple different jobs or they've got a different business. I, 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 I'll give you an example. Many people in the real estate industry, when I meet a lot of licensed real estate agents, I ask them, I said, what's the purpose of you generating income as a real estate agent? And they go, what do you mean? I said, for you to earn enough money, you know, a great handsome living as a real estate agent. So you can take some of that money you make and actually invest it into income producing assets, which is real estate properties. The majority of real estate agents that I meet across the United States and Canada internationally, most of them are licensed salespeople, right? Mm-hmm. Selling real estate, but they're actually not investing in properties outside their own home. And that's the difference. So, so go join a group of people, get a mentor, get a coach, start reading, start watching videos, start getting trained and developed and mentored on how to do that. Mm-hmm. Everything you need is available out there today. And so how I, I love what I do. So I'm always, and there were times where I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to answer the next phone call. I want to hide underneath the bed covers, but now I just love life. Like, I'm just like, man, how do I leverage more time to, to seize more of life? because because this planet earth is so beautiful there's so many things to see and do and experience in the different cities and different countries and different continents on this beautiful planet and you know there's there's research now that's showing that there's other life forces around on different planets in our galaxy okay and i've had a chance to meet with some different people at very high levels that work in you know space and space stations and stuff like that and are very you know very credible people that will tell you that there's other life force. And I know that's a whole other topic and, and I'm not really qualified to speak on that, but I'm just I'm curious what people I've met with. But, but what if there's other life force on other planets? And if you talk to medical doctors of what it takes to actually create a human being of a, of a human life, then it's possible it can be on other planets. So, you know, it's interesting. I met a gentleman a few years ago that was, if I just divert for a little bit, who was actually involved in a think tank on world peace. And he was part of this think tank study that they were involved in a think tank. And after they went through this think tank process and they debated for several hours on creating world peace, what they realized the way you could solve world peace here on planet Earth was to go to all the global media outlets, all the global news media outlets, and tell them that some other life force in some other planet in our galaxy is going to attack planet Earth. And we must come together as a global village on planet Earth of all the different countries, all the different religions, all the different countries, the different continents. We must come together in a collective intelligence and a collective consciousness together to protect planet earth. See, we're, we're divided now where there's peace and war in different places. Yep. But now we have to realize as a planet as a whole, we've got to protect planet earth. And so realize that as we live on this planet, we are connected globally to people through the technology of the internet. Back in you know 1967, Stanley Milgram from the United States of America did a wonderful case study called the law of six degrees of separation. And you can research it online if you want a deeper dive in the due diligence of that. And what we found is back in 1967 that we were only six degrees of separation from anybody on planet Earth. Now, because of the Internet and social media and technology, we're now less than three degrees of separation from anybody on planet Earth. So anything you want, anything you need, anything you desire in your life is available through other people. We just got to overcome the condition that we were taught as children, don't talk to strangers. So we have that reoccurring pattern, that loop of that voice in our mind says, don't talk to strangers, but consider Strangers have everything you want, need, and desire in your life to advance you, to move you forward into more prosperity, more abundance in your life. Yeah, one of my motto is ask, keep asking, answer, keep answering kind of sequence, right? So I, I thank you very much. So in order to, uh, you know, conclude our conversation is 
uh, how we can uh, reach out anybody who would, you know will follow your guidance and everything can we watch uh, your show on Darren Jacklin website right is it yeah, on sure, the yeah. facebook yeah you can go to darrenjacklin.com to learn more about me if you go to youtube and type in darren jacklin show or go to google and type in darren jacklin show you can watch past mm-hmm. episodes that are recorded it's all free of charge 24/7 no matter where you are and uh, I'm here to serve. And if you want me to come ever guest speak or you want to do some consulting or uh, me to be on a board of directors advisory board, we can arrange a discovery call and see if I'm the right match for that. Just reach out to me through DarrenJacklin.com. So thank you very much, Mr. Darren. Uh, always pleasure. I am always excited to listen to you. And I follow you on a regular basis by any media possible. And as you mentioned, you know, Internet is a very powerful tool. And, you know, as long as you will not ask, you will not get an answer. So whoever is listening at this moment, keep asking, guys, because there is an answer. And everybody wants to answer your questions, but you have to ask. Absolutely. For every question we don't ask, the answer is no. When we make a request or we ask, people only do one of three things. They'll either step number one is they'll accept it. Step number two is they'll decline it. Or step number three is they'll counteroffer it. So accept it, decline it, or counteroffer it. So if you're a numbers person, if you look at accept it, decline it, or counteroffer it, your odds are in favor numbers-wise to just make the request. <laughs> Thank you very much. Looking forward for the next presentation, and hopefully one day we will meet in person. Looking forward to it, Yarek, and uh, thanks so much for having me on here today to uh, serve and make a difference in people's lives. I'm grateful for that and deeply blessed. Street Smart Real Estate Investing. Welcome to the new innovative concept of real estate investing. No more expensive courses. No more high-priced mentors taking your money and leaving you without ongoing support. Become a full-time seasoned real estate investor by participating with our already successful team members. Now is the time to stop talking about real estate investing and start doing. Take action. Just ask and we will help you. We promise one thing no BS. For more info, www.streetsmartrei.com.